We live in a world that is forever changing from one day to the next. Now add to that an inner world that is forever at odds with itself. How does one accomplish anything when the only thing that is certain is uncertainty? Welcome to the Lifting with Bipolar podcast, the show designed to be an educational safe haven offering real world solutions for real world people. My name is Jonathan Sharko. Living with Bipolar One in today's world is a double-edged sword, but I'm here to work through it with you. Let's get right into today's episode. Alrighty, folks, welcome to another episode of the Lifting with Bipolar podcast. And as promised, this is like a check-in episode with my main man, Andrew, who lives in the state of Florida. Um, I think we did a redid an episode last June of 2023. It's now February of 2024, and kind of how we left things off. It's like, hey, we, we'd love to check in, you know, six to nine months from now and kind of see how things went. Um, this is kind of our opportunity to kind of rehash things. We got a few questions kind of outlined. Maybe we can draw upon in case the conversation kind of goes stagnant or anything like that. But mainly this will kind of just be like a free-flowing conversation. Like um, personally, like this is the great opportunity. This is the great advantage. This is why I kind of really tell people to get into like the content creation, get into Instagram or get into YouTube or to get into podcasting because it really gives me, it's really given me in my experience, like the great opportunity to make connections, to make genuine connections with people. And Andrew's one of those people. Um He's a uh, he's a man of my elk. He's kind of a similar generation for me. We've had a great conversations. Uh, we've exchanged like personal contact information outside of here, and we've remained really in touch. So um, it's really nice to really gives you a great opportunity to to make to make friendships to to build relationships. So uh, I'm excited to to connect with Andrew on the podcast and have something to share. So uh, Andrew, how have you been? Maybe uh, just in the past few months, is there anything you want to kind of highlight or touch on? Maybe kind of get going in the first few minutes. How have you been overall? No, nah, I've been doing all right. I mm-hmm. uh, I think it was what end of June, end of June of twenty three. That yeah, I think it was like mid June. I was looking at the date yeah. I posted our episode. It was like June sixteenth. So I think we we probably yeah. recorded like maybe like a week or ten days right right before that. So like mid to early June, yeah, for sure. Yeah, something like that. Because I know I, I just got on summer break. So it's yeah, it's been about six. Yeah, damn, almost six and a half, seven months. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, everything's. Like I was telling you before, before we press that magic button, um, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a interesting six months. Um, lots of ups and downs. Um, you know, holiday season's never, never a big, uh, big um, bright spot for me in general. You know, just for me personally, nothing to do with my family. I'm just not a fan. Just not my forte. Um, came off. I actually had two episodes during that time um one of them was a little earlier in the holiday season was uh i want to say it was around halloween um yeah that snuck up okay. really really good um definitely extreme severe hypomanic days mm-hmm. away from being hospitalized um long story short my uh one of my favorite cousins came down came to visit me down in uh florida and uh surprised her and just had a long week on with her and uh yeah, you know, lack of sleep, you know, extra excitement. Um, and for me, a big a big thing for me wasn't wasn't necessarily about the lack of sleep. It was about when I came home, I should be effing exhausted. And I yeah. wasn't at all. I remember the first night, like, damn, I should be passed out on the couch. And I was locked in, wide awake. The second night, 2 a.m., wide awake, I just... Had to do something about it. Take that Mayday medication. Have that conversation with my wife. So mm-hmm. that was that was definitely an eye opener. You know, just to you know, this comes about. 
you know, in all ways, shapes, or forms. Just, you know, I just wasn't expecting it. And then uh, further along around uh, Christmas, my uh, my grandmother had passed. And uh, I appreciate it, man. And uh, I went back home. I'm born and bred in, in Jersey. And mm-hmm. it just hit. Like, I, I, you know, obviously a lot of stress going on being around family and, you know, obviously not there for the you don't you're not there for the right reasons but you see people you haven't seen in years and it just full manic within two days three days that max and you know it was a lot but the commonality between the two that i learned and something that i definitely wanted to share was prior to earlier in my earlier in my years and my diagnosis um transitions were really really hard for me Mm-hmm. And what I mean that is, you know, I'm I'm over a thousand miles away from my true immediate family, my blood family. And when I would be with them and then leave and go home, transition out to going back home with, with my family, that transition was really, really hard for me. You know, it would throw me into a depressive state. Um, but this was the reverse. This was a transition into seeing family and being way too you want to call it it elated state you know manic state happy state excitement whatever i've never experienced the reverse and that's what these last two episodes you know had in common not leaving my family but getting to my family so it was Mm -hmm. definitely learning a lot constantly learning and uh yeah definitely wasn't expecting that one yeah no, it's it really is a learning experience. I too had an episode recently as well. We'll kind of get into that in a little bit later, but um, like in, in with your Halloween episode, like it was, I want to, I just want to give you acknowledgement and credit for you to kind of have that early stages, like the conversation. Really, within the first forty-eight to seventy-two hours, a conversation it sounded like you had with your wife to kind of take that kind of mayday medication. I think we were, I think maybe even you and I had a conversation on the phone, mm-hmm. like maybe in those early stages. I think I was traveling a little bit myself, yeah. and I remember picking up the phone, and we were just kind of having a conversation and. Um, I, 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 I have a peer support group that we do every Thursday and kind of the rule is for the peer support group, we don't really get into certain medications and things like that. And I, I think it's a general good rule just because you don't mm-hmm. want to like, you know, dismay people towards or away from a certain medication. But it was really good that you kind of had that conversation and uh, was really open-minded to say, Hey, maybe yeah. this is a good, cause I too, I too have a medication. It's like, it's a kind of like my crack in case of emergency. It's kind of behind the, it's kind of, it's not, it's kind of behind a, behind a glass <laughs> case in my medicine cabinet. It's like take a little anvil, crack it, and then I kind of take it for a few days, for four to seven days, and it kind of brings you back down to, to, yeah. to a level-headed state. But um, kudos to you, man. Like, I want you should give yourself a pat on the back for that. I want to acknowledge you. That's great. That's that's for a sure. sign of growth for sure because uh, I know for sure in my, in my, you know, growing up, like, I wouldn't have always kind of had that, kind of had that hindsight and kind of had that self-awareness really to, to do those. So, um, and then, yeah, it's, it's, and then it's, it really is like, it's it's really kind of frustrating too. It's like no two episodes are the same. There's really no rhyme or reason why this kind of stuff happens. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of the, the double double sided coin. Like you know, you yeah. can transition away and have the depressive episode, or you can travel to to people who love you, who care about you, to to reminisce to to to, to old school grounds and stuff like that, and just be overcome with like um, you know emotion, like over elation and things like yeah. that, and just excitement. So yeah, and I think and I think for me what. Mm-hmm. When it comes to my my May Day, I know I feel like shit afterwards, and I don't mean I feel like shit for a day. I feel like shit for over a week. So that that's like that's a real no pun intended. That's a tough one, tough pill to swallow. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it, sometimes it takes a lot for me to come down. Sometimes that's not just one night that I have to pop it. Sometimes it's multiple nights and mm-hmm. I just know how I'm going to feel afterwards. So I don't know if that's a, that's a deterrent, but that's definitely, you know, before I do it, you know, I'm thinking that in the back of my head, I know how I'm going to feel for the next seven to 10 days. So, yeah. yeah. It was like that refractory period. It's like, yeah. I too kind of, you're not alone for sure. It's like the similar experience. Yeah. Like, man, it's like kind of going to feel for, for me and my experience, like I'm going to feel sluggish. Probably going to have like a bit of a sweet tooth. Probably going to eat a little bit more. Probably not going to have as more energy, more pep in my step, my oversleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, might just kind of not uh, be as more energetic or outgoing at work or in my social life. Might be a little more irritable. Yeah. For sure, in some of those things, but um, yeah, at the I, end of the day, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I I was gonna say I don't want to forget my thought. I know. Yeah. I know. For me, like, I don't want to lose the energy in in the sense mm-hmm. that it's not about the the mania per se, but it's about the productivity. I'm yeah. so productive, like, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's and I don't view it as a unhealthy thing. I just I know I'm not gonna feel like that, and I'm, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to take advantage of it right then Definitely. and there. And the last time, the second episode when uh, I went back home, I came back with my dad, and okay. I don't know how I remember this, but it was a Tuesday, and I said, "Dad, we I've never done so much stuff in one day." Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so much an energy thing. It's just because I felt up to it and I just wanted to bang things out because I knew tomorrow I could be flat on my face. So yeah. I don't know if you experienced the same thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's kind of like, um, I don't know, like just it's kind of like it can be like a cultural thing, too. Like we got to hustle, got to hustle, got to hustle, got to get this shit done. Like got to go, go, go and something too. So <laughs> it really is in the moment. It's kind of hard to taper down like, hey, like, yeah. I'm, like, hey I'm just going to do two or three things and relax. Like nothing, nothing can get something more like upset. Like nothing can get me more upset. Like, Hey man, you need to calm down or something like that. Like, you know, it's like first thing, first, first step of calm down is somebody like shake you. Like, Hey, Hey Andrew, calm down. It's like, that's not helping. You know what I mean? Or like, Hey, relax. Like that's like, I'm relaxed. So it's sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it, sometimes it is a necessity just to flush it out of your system, check mm-hmm. off as much things and then have a realistic expectation. The next day, Hey, I'm probably going to be swamped and just rest. And that's okay. Like that's something I've been working on with my therapist. That's kind of um, something that I've been working on, really honing in on um, the past few months, is like really stepping up my therapy game with my one-on-one individual therapist. And that's something we've kind of been touching on is like having realistic expectations for like when you do go through uh, fluctuations in your mood, like when you're bouncing back from this stuff. Because so oftentimes, like personally, I don't have realistic expectations. Like, you know, uh, I just went through, I, you know, did you, ha- did you go through hospitalizations when you had these episodes or were you able to kind of catch them early enough where you were kind of able to kind of avoid that going well, down the, down the hospitalization route? The... The first one, I was about two days away. Mm-hmm. I, I would say I'm two-ish, let's say, but the the, the last one, shit, my eyes almost went in when I was back home in Jersey. And mm-hmm. I know a big thing for my family was I had to sleep. And I took my midday and, and I slept for about, I could be wrong, it was about seven-ish. But if yeah. I didn't really sleep, yeah, that that was happening. So, um, yeah, close. But uh, you know, honestly, when you when I really think back on it, to me, it's I felt the same way. You know, yeah, there's always a trauma piece going going back into the unit. But mm-hmm. I know it's almost as if, in a weird way, I I was because I was so at that level that you might as well either way um i don't know if that makes sense but uh 
Yeah, it was close, but no. Okay. Um, how do you feel about that? About what? I mean, how do you feel about kind of not going to the hospital on, on, for both of your previous episodes? Like, what was your opinion on it before somebody else, before like I, before I example, like label that as, was that good or bad? Like, how would you kind of, do you have an opinion on that? Or is it just kind of is what it is? Like, you just did not go to the hospital. <laughs> Um, I mean, because some people, some people, your first instinct is say, "Hey, man, that's great," but like some people, it's like, "Hey, man, you know, it's not, 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 it's not always a bad thing, too." So at the same time, yeah. so that kind of discussion. I mean, uh, my honest opinion is, yeah, keep it real, man. Is is it doesn't bother me, and and okay. uh, yeah, you're so far in the, the game now; the, it's not, it doesn't really like, bother you so much. And uh, I mean, the time is the time, like that. I don't want to sound disrespectful or condescending or anything like that, but like mm-hmm. me going in is, is I know for me personally, but I know what bothers me is what's behind, you know, what's home. So yeah. like if for me doing it doesn't necessarily affect me personally as an individual, mm-hmm. but you know, it bothers me 20 times more what what's at home. So, you know, that's, yeah that's that that's what it really is for me you know i know yes of course that's what i need to do and i know i'm sure that's gonna happen gonna have to happen for the fourth time you know who knows when Mm -hmm. but uh that's the big piece for me that if i could do something major so that doesn't happen to be a week away from my family my kids then you know let's suck it up buttercup let's do it so yeah that's just how i look at it yeah no, it's. I think that, that I get that's again just a sign of maturity and growth. Like you've kind of had that acceptance piece. Like it is whatever it necessitates to kind of be to be healthy. Whether it's you know preemptively like having the sit down conversations with your family, including your wife, like the the mayday medications, like then having another conversation, like do we need to go to the hospital and things like that. Like, oh. and then having having a kind of uh, awareness like of what your triggers are, like traveling, yeah. you know, being around family, like you know, before it was like, hey, I'm gonna come into a depressive episode. Now you kind of have that this under your belt, like, hey, now I can also come into a manic episode. So, oh. um, yeah, for me, it was really the past few six to nine months. Like I was, I wasn't, I wasn't really aware of it. It's I don't know if you feel like this way. Like, uh, I was, I was kind of in a bit of a depression. I definitely was in a bit of a depression, and mm-hmm. I don't didn't really realize it was in such of like a lull of a depression until I really was kind of i think it was just a conversation it was like or right till i till till i had a bit of touch of happiness and mm-hmm. i kind of woke up one day i think i had a, a like a str- I strung together maybe like four to seven days where i was like really happy and then i like kind of reflected i like, looked at me i was like man i must have been really sad or really depressed or really low um and then i kind of had a discussion with my psychiatrist the same week my talk therapist the same week um this was kind of like november december-ish my mom has uh another big triggers my mom has been really having some health issues um some serious health issues like um, like including like some congestive heart failure, um, some blood clots related related to yeah related to a, a surgery in her knee. Um, so she was relatively inactive, and then later had some uh, blood clots like travel up. So she needed like travel down to the ER or something. I really needed to leave work for right away and kind of uh, tend to right away. I was I was raised by a single mother, so I will drop anything at the drop you know at the hat, uh, drop of a hat to be there for her. So these are all definitely like, triggers and things like that for like my mental health. Um, um, so that though, and then med- and the medication change was the biggest thing. Like I was put on an antidepressant, put on a bit of a on the spectrum of like a mood stabilizer or like a a, a stimulant. I was put on the lower spectrum of a stimulant, but still. And then with a matter of like within seven to ten days, I went from like being relatively stable to being like fully blown. Like number between a scale of like one to ten, where ten feeling like you're Superman, I was like on eight or nine. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I was I was really manic, and it had been a while till I, till I had an episode. Uh, it was like New Year's Day. It was like December thirty first, twenty twenty three. So not too long ago. What's today's date as we're recording? What it was January twenty seventh. So yeah. this was not too long ago. Um, I was at we were similar. We were really close in, in, mm-hmm. in days. I think I was coming down. You were yeah. Yeah, it was close. I remember. Yeah, and and this is pretty visible, like with like social media. Like I think this is kind of like another thing that might be getting added added to like the diagnostic system manual, like the DSM, you know, four, five, six, seven, whatever in our lifetimes will be. But like my social media activity was really was really ramped up. I was really active on social media, like posting like you know way way more than usual, just posting really cryptically and things like that. And I think that's kind of was the one indicator to my social media community and things like that. And um was just really having a difficult time sleeping with what was some of my symptoms. Like I would sleep two hours and just feel like super full of energy. Yeah. Uh, I was even taking my, my May day medication, my, my emergency medication, still having trouble sleeping. Um, I just feeling a lot of pressure. Like recently got married, like it's just like, you know, the husband role, I got to support your wife, got to, got to maintain, got to function at, you know, uh, like the man, like as a man, like as a male role, like you have to support others, have to, you know, still fulfill your obligation, things like that. You still have to perform function. Um, you can't really take a break. Some of those pressures just felt like I was in a pressure cooker. I remember having a session with my therapist. I was like, man, I just feel like I'm in a pressure cooker. I have these so many obligations to like fulfill to other people. Um, and then it kind of boiled down to it was like New Year's Eve. It was a Sunday. It was like December 31st. Um, work was kind of slow. It was like about lunchtime. And it was uh, we had some like relief coming in. Usually we have a, a person come in at like noon. I, I work about 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., like a 12-hour shift. And it was about noon when the relief came in. And my wife kind of called me. She was like, hey, I know your relief is coming in. Um, I kind of just talked to your therapist as well because I signed off releases. And this is something like I kind of encourage everybody to do, like if you can, kind of as you're building your safety net when you're in a good space. And this is kind of what I did when I was in a good space the past few years, the past few months, the past 12 to 18 months, like signed off on releases so my wife could talk to my therapist um, I, you know, and my psychiatrist and things like that. Um, they, they were both talking and communicating like, hey, I think Jonathan is uh, really manic right now. We need to get him to the hospital. And then maybe the next step, get him checked in from the ER to like a behavioral health hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really in a, I was in a good, I was in a better position than I was. She caught, my wife contacted me. She said, Hey, I just talked to your doctor. Uh, and then the really cool thing is with my doctor, we have like an, a mobile app. She has like her own mobile app. So we can oh. kind of DM and communicate. And this was like on Sunday, December, like New Year's Eve. And she communicated, she'd like DM me. She's like, Hey there. She's like, just so you know, like I just spoke to your wife. Um, I would love to meet you down at the hospital right now. Um, I, I'd be willing to meet you down there as well. Like meet you down there within the hour. If you'd like to leave work right now, like your wife says, she can come pick you up. And I was like, thought about it for sure. And I was like, yeah, this is like a no brainer. So um, I was like, yeah, yeah I have, do, to, I have to take that. Yeah. Yeah. So like my therapist was like, really like uh, just really, really over the hill, like over, like bent over backwards for me and stuff like that. And um, yeah, so I just went, went down to the hospital, got checked in. This was a hospital she previously worked at. So I kind of got like, the mm-hmm. VIP treatment at the time, she kind of just triaged me right through, got me back in, got me dressed up in a gown. Um, and I do have some like PTSD things with like authority. So like sometimes like the security guards would roll by and I'd kind of get a little amped up and stuff like that. And then like income with like the, like the injection in my thigh, they'd kind of come with the needle, inject me in my thigh, kind of sedate me and stuff like that. And then like I was there for about 24 to 36 hours and then took an ambulance ride to a behavioral health hospital. Um, was on a legal hold for about 72 hours and but it was it was all a good thing like I'm really glad I made the decision to be hospitalized because I could have I, I had so much potential like I have so much more to lose now now that I'm married like I could have been out, acting outlandishly at my job and potentially lost my job and some of those yeah. things like that so I'm really glad I made those decisions earlier on to like 
seek help, um, set up my network and like kind of go out for the hospitalization kind of earlier because nobody asked for a manic episode, but when like when that stuff kind of happens, like you have to be making those smarter decisions. So yeah, I was going to ask, uh, what about your bosses? Uh, they're very understanding, like with, uh, with bipolar disorder, like I, because I've been there for over a year, um, it's like, well, there's like FMLA laws, like I'm no legal legal uh ad like legal expert and things like that but uh, the place i work like there are like fmla laws and bipolar one and like yeah. bipolar is a like a registered disability so like uh my uh my psychiatrist was able to like complete like fmla paperwork on my behalf and like register like uh, classify like you know provide like legal documentation like medical documentation mm -hmm. so classifying like hey he's got a disability he's uh he's gonna be in the hospital for a while so uh, yeah. i was on like short-term disability work it takes a while to process and things like that but uh, I was out of work for about two weeks, and then that paperwork uh, recently just got processed by that uh, by the leave team uh, at my place of employer, and it, it all got approved and everything like that. So mm -hmm. you got you got to jump through a few hoops, but like I think I think the rule is like you have to be employed with your employer for twelve months to qualify for FMLA, mm -hmm. and and bipolar is a protected disability. So uh, yeah, we we are a protected class out there. So it's not just like a physical disability. It's, uh, there's also like a, yeah. a like a laundry list of like mental disabilities that are protected as well for mm -hmm. employers. So yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome, man. That sounds like definitely have that support that you needed in that in that huge moment for you. Yeah, the one mistake I did make though is I did not have like a, and this is kind of learning learning growth and that we're going to have set up for next time is I didn't have like a, a directive like a an active directive I think is what it's called like the, the I think that's the correct term is like so when I was transferred from like the ER to like the behavioral health hospital that I went to um, the behavioral health hospital couldn't because like where I'm an adult of legal age and like HIPAA stuff, HIPAA rules, like they couldn't confirm or deny to my wife, my newly married wife, if I was there at the hospital or not. So um, that's, that's something that we reconnected with my therapist yeah. and that's yeah, kind of something that we're going to be. Yeah. I remember, ever... I think the, I think the last one having to sign off, but the first one I wasn't able to. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I remember that vaguely. Yeah. 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 So my therapist, like we, in our last session, we, we actually went through, it's like a, she found like a really good, like one from like Duke university law, like mm -hmm. like a com combination of like Duke university law, medical, like psych psychiatric, like it's like a 20 page document. It's really yeah. thorough, but it's something it's, it's simply, uh, at least in the state of Nevada and also like the nearby state of California, which I travel too often. It's simply, and it just needs to be notarized. Like, and um, mm -hmm. so you don't necessarily need to like hire an attorney, but you just kind of complete the, the 20 page document, uh, get it notarized. And we're going to, in the future, because every every episode for for us, like I think you you would agree, it's like always a learning experience. Like, you know, this happened. What can I take forward for next time? Um, oh. Like, that's something we're gonna have in 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 hand. Like, we're gonna have a PDF copy on the phones. My wife is, and some of those things too. And um, I I still didn't, haven't even touched on like some of the manic spending I bought. Like, uh, <laughs> that was kind of that was some of the dangers. Did you did you did you do any manic spending or any kind of thumbs up some of those things and stuff like that? So, thankfully, I'm not not too bad. Mm -hmm. I don't think I am anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, this go around. Uh, I mean, I had to buy a plane ticket. Um, yeah. I had to like that. That those were necessities at the time. Um, yeah. I don't. I'm sure my wife may have a different opinion on that, but I don't. I don't. There's not one thing that flashes at me, you know, when you say something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I did a really good job. Like, I just paid off all my credit cards and things like that. And then, of course, like, I kind of timed out where an episode. But, like, in mm -hmm. the future, like, we're just, we're just, we just got recently married. Like, we've been married for a year now. I think now is the time where, like, she, she's not really, she has bipolar too. So, 
Mm-hmm. She doesn't really have a history of like manically spending money and things like that. So I just kind of a need and a necessity, like where I need to kind of trust, have trust in others where, Hey, yeah. she can, I can, we can kind of have a joint account or yeah. from a store, like a hype store. Like that was like, this was a, this was like a sneaker spot where all of them were like these Levi Jordan fours. Like I was like, I gotta have these. And then I got, oh, I got another man. pair and I was just buying, like just racking up, just like buying pairs of Jordans. And then I went to like AT&T and was like, I need a new phone. I was like, I gotta have a tablet. Gotta have a new watch, something like that, and then like just stuff. Nothing, nothing I can't recover from, and things like that. But it was still, but still, like it was just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, I think Childish Gambino's got like a mixtape from like back in the days. Like he's got a song cuts uh, called "Necessary, Unnecessary," something like that. It's got like lyrics. So. It's all good, man. Live and learn, right? Yeah, definitely. So. But um, yeah, man. What's uh? Let's. I want to hear talk about your boxing. I know, kind of, we text message and kind of talk about that. Like, how's your? How's that? Have, like, as far as like outlets and like managing your mental health, I think that's great. Like, tell me more about this boxing thing you've kind of been into. Your kick, yeah. Boxing kick. Yeah, I try to go. Go, man. It's hard, man, with the little ones. Like, is mm-hmm. got to find the balance of, you know, what's a good number for you, but also for the misses and, and the kids and. You know, now they're they're into swim and gymnastics, and obviously my my wife got a lot going on too. So I try to go Wednesday ish, Thursday ish, midweek, like a, a perfect week. Mm-hmm. Go one of those days, and then like I'll go tomorrow morning, and my daughter will probably come with me, um, just to hang out and do her thing. And uh, she's a big observer, like Daddy. Um, she likes to actually. She just uh. Sonny, we're talking about this. She, we just signed her up for a capoeira, uh, like a summer camp. So it's based around, you know, martial arts, capoeira, and all that. But they do a lot of other stuff as well. She's, so she's into all that. But uh, yeah, so perfect world is two days a week, two nights a week, whatever. And uh, no, it's a lot. You know, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I definitely drop significant weight in the beginning. It is tough around the holidays to mm-hmm. to keep that off and to con- continue going in the right direction. Kind of stagnant right now, but yeah, it's a you know sixty minutes full blown, really forty five ish, depending. Um, yeah, I mean it's a really. I've always been into boxing ever since I was a little kid. You know, I grew up. You know, my dad, my dad, my dad was super big with me and my sister. Hey, this is what I'm watching. You either watch it or you go to sleep. You know, and, and uh, you know, boxing was one of those things, whether it was Friday night, Saturday night, and we got really into it. So, you know, I was, you know, legit athlete growing up, basketball, football, and uh, that that boxing never really happened because I was so into that. But mm-hmm. you know, now as I got older and I feel like it, I knew I needed to get back into the gym. You know, my weight was getting out of control. I was, I think on my max, I was 296. Okay. Even for someone being six three, in my opinion, that's it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but then eventually, um, you know, this past summer, you know, just pulled a plug, you know, did some research, and I didn't want to go back to a traditional gym. You know, <laughs> no offense, but you yeah, know, I, I knew I needed to do something different. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely love it. It's a challenge, and just you know, it's a challenge in the sense that I don't know much about it. You know. Yeah, I'm a big person. Yeah, I, I could do some damage, but that means nothing in that mm-hmm. world to even someone half your size that knows what they're doing. 
Um, so just learning technique, footwork, you know, I'm pretty athletic, you know, for my size and, you know, I'm thinking maybe summertime, you know, to do more, uh, there's, there's this one dude I really click with from New York, definitely do like more one-on-one with him. So Mm -hmm. it's a new challenge, man. You know, it's, it, it benefits me every which way, you know, gets that, you know, energy out, you know, super intense, something I'm into, you know, drop some weight. You know, just learn something new that I'm into. So definitely yeah. recommend it. Yeah, no, boxing is like a phenomenal way yeah. to stay in shape. It's a really, it's a lot yeah. of fun too. Like I know it's yeah. like the traditional gyms, like go in there, lift weights, yeah. do a few machines and things like that. But that can, that can really get stale after a while. So it's like yeah. really a way to yeah. inject new life into like the, the whole, you know, the whole fitness realm is like to sign yeah. up really the whole routine of like wrapping up your hands, putting on the gloves, yeah. like getting in there. Uh, really working on your footwork. It's really, you know, try try keeping your hands above your above your nipples, above your chest for like three minutes. Like you'll feel it in your shoulders, you'll feel it in your back. So those three to four to five minute rounds are not easy. Yeah, it'll, it'll get your heart ticking. It'll get your breath up for sure. It's really good for your heart. Like uh, with my with my mom and like it's with her heart issues. Like it's really got me thinking about like cardiovascular health and things like that. Like what can I do to to not just like really just work on my on the muscles in my legs or my biceps and things like that like what can I do to improve my heart like make my heart a better conditioned muscle it's like mm-hmm. and some of those things and like I love boxing like it's just it's a sport of one of one like it's just you versus you like 99.9 yes yes you have an opponent here and there but like mm-hmm. outside of that outside of those you know a couple 12 rounds or 15 rounds depending on your opponent or your fights or your matches like that it's really like it's really like a lonely solitude sport like yeah. uh, a lot of running on your own like three four five in the morning stuff like that a lot of training on your own and stuff like that it's like and at the end of the day it's like you can't look around and point to your teammates things that's really just the man in the mirror like you just got to point at yourself and take the take take the blame on your shoulders stuff like that so it's really a great sport so yeah. and i think it really coincides as well yeah with like mental, the mental health aspect. correct yeah. yeah yeah i agree completely yeah uh let's see here i'm let's kind of dig through my bag of questions here Anything, any kind of goals you got here coming up in the next, what do we got, February? I know we're kind of, we'll probably, we'll probably touch base again over the summertime. I know you're in the middle of school yeah. working and stuff like that. You have any kind of uh, Q1, Q2 go, kind of goals, like first half of this 2023 year, like on your vision board or some of the things like maybe you and your family got going on right now? So um, maybe it can be personal health, mental health, just overall wellness. That's a good question. Um, besides boxing, um Mm-hmm. continuing to try to drop weight I, I have this number in my head and super hard man you know i'm i really want it but yeah it's i've been i've been on this journey since january of 2020 okay. so no no january of 22 i'm sorry mm-hmm. um it's hard it's not easy you know i know i'm doing okay but I, you know, right before I actually joined the gym, like, I, I'm like, hell no, I'm not going back to that big number, you know, and I was heading in the wrong direction. I think that was the extra push, you know, yeah. to, to go join the gym. But other than that, I mean, you know, I think about work, you know, uh, I'm, you know, work, work is more than just work. You know, I'm, I'm really, I uh, take it personal, you know, being a high school counselor um you know this has really been this actually this past week has been super busy for me Mm -hmm. um beginning of semester two you know the beginning of the new year and it's a lot it's a lot on my plate um you know it's one of those things when people know what you are what you bring to the table you know a lot more expectations and they expect more of you and in particular the students so uh just trying to grow there trying to be better there you know processes are everything you know, the mm-hmm. way you do, you know, there's 
50 different ways to do accomplish one thing so trying to be efficient there effective there um yeah and when it comes to the family you know especially with the little ones you know i just you know i'm not i'm never stagnant i'm never concerned i don't believe in stopping you know when it comes to grief and and all that you know i definitely take being being a bipolar dad super seriously Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an excuse for me, you know, and, and I'm definitely not perfect at all. You know, I could be, I am a lot to handle, you know, and especially in my house, you know, my wife, etc. you know, and, you know, I'm not perfect, but, um, uh, you know, definitely the connections I have with my kids, you know, always trying to be stronger and, you know, have that stronger bond with them. That, that just means a lot to me, you know, it really does. And, that's something that you can always be better at. So, yeah, um, yeah, never satisfied in, in a lot of regard in, in, a, in a lot of different areas of my life. Yeah, doesn't mean you don't appreciate it, but it's just kind of like yeah. that bottom, like bottom underneath, like to always kind of be striving for a little bit more to kind yeah. of always be um, never satisfied, which is a uh, kind of yeah. like, kind of the similar mentality, kind of mindset I have yeah. is just like, hey man, what can I do to be getting a little bit better here today, and whether it's at work or whether. It's as a father or husband or in the family element as well. So, yeah. What some, about some, you? Yeah, no, you? I was, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of thinking of my answer too. That's like, <laughs> that was kind of a good question too. I was like, hey man, what can I be working on? Like, um, we're kind of coming out of my recent hospitalization. I think a conversation me and my wife had was like, how can I be a little bit more self compassionate to myself? It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, if I just broke my leg, I wouldn't be jumping in the squat rack or jumping on the leg press machine. Like, hey, like I got to get up this big weight right now. Like, I need to kind of give myself a little bit of time to kind of recover and, uh, you know, wean off some of the medications. I talked to my psychiatrist, like, Hey, we're going to be weaning off. I, I kind of titrated off some of those medications, which has been really good. I've been sleeping a lot better. I haven't been eating mm-hmm. my medications to sleep as much or sleep at sleep at all anymore. I've been sleeping, falling asleep naturally without, without okay. anything now mm-hmm. anymore. So mm-hmm. that's a good step in the direction. Uh, as far as work goes, I've been attending work now consistently. Um, which has been good doing some presentations at work, some good opportunities at work as well, which has kind of been nice. Um, just been functioning at a higher level of work. So just as far as the work element, that that's going really well. I'm excited for what we're doing at work this, this mm-hmm. upcoming year. And uh, just as for our stability, I've been working there for a few years now. So, which has really been really good to kind of say and kind of reflect on. It's like, you know, previously, like, I don't I don't think, I don't think it had anything to do with bipolar, just kind of finding something I enjoyed doing and kind of wanted to stick around with and just kind of yeah. a place I could really grow with. So it's kind of nice. I've been, I've been with my employer for three years. I really want to stay there for another three more years and beyond. I'm, I'm really happy with the kind of plants we're rooting or the, the roots we're planting here. So, um, as far as work goes and just, just self, just self-talk, just have being self-passionate, knowing, knowing things take time. Things aren't, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Sometimes I get so sped up and I want to white knuckle it and just get things done overnight. I just get so excited with projects and personal things like my personal Mm -hmm. business with my personal training and stuff like that. It's like, man, I would love to have, you know, um, you know, compare myself to these other guys, online personal trainers, like, man, I'd love to have all these clients and things like that. But then at the end of the day, it's like, I don't really want that. Like personally, like I'm mm-hmm. okay with like working with just a handful of clients, really having inner, a really closer relationship with these people, really checking on them mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's not about uh, how much money I'm making at the end of the day. So like that, it's not, you know, I, I think my phone definitely listens to me talking and stuff like that. Cause it's like, I get inundated with these messages mm-hmm. like, Hey, are you an online personal trainer looking to make $10,000 a month? Well, I got something for you. It's like, all right, I got to stop talking to my phone. It's like Google's listening or iPhone's listening, all that stuff. Cause that's not personally like my goal right now is to, to um, um, 
work with that amount of clients or just automate some of these things. It's like, I really want people to get to know me when they're working with me as a client. Like I really want them to have somebody in their pocket who's um, kind of not just a computer screen or not just like a text message or an automated message. So Invested. yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. some of those things like I want to do, I have some meditations I'm lining up. So I'm like, we're going to be recording, working with my wife, like recording meditation and things like that. I want to offer to my clients, like building some things up for my business. So there's always that kind of fun stuff. Uh, uh, one of the cool things, the cool projects I'm going to be working on is like, as far as like family goes is like uh, with my mother, with her um, kind of health, taking a bit of a scare. She's, she's going to be around for a lot longer. I'm not worried about that going anywhere, but uh, we're going to like start recording her memoir. So like every Friday, uh, we're awesome. gonna, I found like this really cool, uh, this really cool business called StoryWorth, And I'm sure there's other ones, but it's like story prompt. So it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's like every week you get an email, but uh, we're going to take that email, like a story prompt, like tell me, uh, you know, tell me the hardest transition about being a parent, for example, like a story prompt. So like, we're going to take that and we're going to take those microphones that you kind of have if you're watching us on YouTube, like those lapel mics. So like, I'm just uh-huh. going to sit down with my mom. Like I'll ask her a story prompt and I'm just going to interview her like every Friday for like an hour. Yeah, and that's then, awesome. So every that's Friday, awesome. We're, every Friday, yeah, we're just going to have tea or something like that and just sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. And then with our grant, with the grandkids and all the, and all the nieces and nephews and everybody in the family, like, I'm excited to like have a have a family project like with my background and like some audio stuff like I'm doing like fast forward a year from now we'll, we'll have like a hard book we can convert it in, like a hard book with photos and stuff like that but then like transcribe this in like audio book and stuff like that and just something that can be passed down for generations so like my mom's That's legacy is really passed down. You got to share, share that with me. That sounds really yeah. cool. I I would encourage everybody to do that. Like I yeah. I think I found this from like somebody else. Like it's really important like for elderly, especially with people who are elderly. The man was like. Don't just talk to them, but like bust out the microphone, get out the technology, like put them on tape. Like if they're comfortable with doing it, like they consent to doing it, like record yeah. their voice on tape. Cause that's, it's such a, it's such a cool thing to like really hear their voice. And so yeah, after they're gone, like really to hear their voice, to bring a tear to your eyes and stuff like that. And it's for future generations too. I'm sure you can yeah. see the value in that. So. No, that's interesting. You're talking about this. Cause when, um, when I went back home, mm-hmm. you know, I remember having lunch with uh, my mom and my sister and I had all these voicemails saved of my grandmother. <laughs> and just one of those things that if I would have deleted them, I would have never heard them ever again, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that, you know, bringing that to the table, you know, what you're doing with your mom, that that's, that's times 10 times 20. And that's super cool. I like that a lot. Just share that with me when we get off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can text yeah. it to you for sure. There's yeah. gotta be services out there that can take your voicemails and like put them yeah. on a USB drive or something as well. I don't know uh-huh. if you've heard about that too. So I can mm-hmm. text that to you too. We can yeah, just yeah, do this together. Go. Cool. So that's kind of my family project for, for what I'm working on is like we're just really syncing up with my mom and taking advantage of the face that we live so close together and can do this kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, just being more self-compassionate with myself, kind of resetting this year. Um, yeah. And there's, and that's kind of what it for now for like the first quarter. I'm sure we'll connect over the summertime. Yeah. And then uh, I, I know you're kind of in the midst of things. Like how is like balancing everything right now? I think last time we talked, you were kind of on summer vacation. You kind of had a, a little bit of free time on your hands. How are you not, kind of now on the other side of the coin? Like, balancing work balancing kind of going um, to classes taking the kids to their classes doing your classes you know yeah, I'm trying to squeeze in a date night here and there how's that kind yeah, of yeah that's it's a lot right now you know like i mm-hmm. said this is a you know for me and working at a high school it's always the beginning middle and the end that are super busy so the, right now we're in the middle mm-hmm. um but you know i busted busted my ass this week to really kind of be done with that rush beginning of semester two. So I'm actually looking forward to this week, just getting back into, you know, being with the kids more, you know, my students more, I really wasn't with them just so busy. Um, but then now the the kids, you know, they, they got swim every week and, you know, just 
trying to get back, you know, get away from the holiday rush. And I know my wife's super busy as well. Um, she, um, she just got back. She was away on work for a few days as well. Um, and then I know for me, um, baby girl's birthday is coming up and then little man and family coming in and then my spring breaks right in the middle. So a lot of fun stuff, but, uh, you know, you're right. You know, you mentioned date night with the messes, you know, that's always been a work in progress for us. You know, mm -hmm. you got to do that more often, you know, for, you know, and you and your wife as well. You know, if I would to say anything, you know, you got to make time, you know, it, it doesn't have to be something, you know, planned out trip or anything, just, you know, yeah. dinner and a movie, just, you, you, you got to keep it fresh. You got to, you know, and for me and my wife, you know, I'm, I'm a big, uh, you know, we're more than just parents, you know, <laughs> we're husband and wife as well. You know, we need time for each other, you know, just us. So, you know, that's actually a good goal, you know, for mine as well to, you know, for me and my wife, but for me to initiate that more. So, yeah, we got Valentine's Day coming up in like three weeks or so. So <laughs> yeah, well, a pretty quick. The, so. It's the Mrs. Birthday on the yeah. 11th. So no way. Right well, on. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Awesome. You found school, right? <laughs> yeah. My mom, my mom was born on. February fourteenth, nineteen forty-seven. Yeah, that's her birthday too. So it's like, wow. Right yeah, they got that. They get the two. They get the two for one. They get the flowers and all that stuff. So it's like, wow. Hey, you got it separated uh, though. It's not lot, the same yeah. thing. You got yeah. separated. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Yeah, they get the the, the double bouquets and stuff like that. So absolutely yeah andrew cool. i really appreciate your time man like this is always wow. good i feel like uh there's like i don't know like we're we're like i live here locally in reno um we're we're doing we do i do a peer support group like we have we're growing the group it's really it's been really going well the past three years like i think we're doing like a facilitator training we're training another five or six facilitators and we're going to be converting into a nonprofit. i'll have an episode coming out like in february march where we kind of announce that but like uh i'm going to be like leading off a men's a men's like health group every friday here in town and like it just got me like thinking like I've been talking to some of the men in the group who have been going like uh, we're going to have like five, six, seven, eight, maybe men in the group like every Friday we're going to get together. It's like, but this is a moment that I want to connect with you like as a man to man. Like it's really, it's really humbling and really grateful like that we can kind of have these kind of conversations like not just behind closed doors like when we're talking on the phone and text each other, but like on the microphone, talk about mental health, talk about some of this stuff. And it's, uh, it's okay to like have these conversations and like be vulnerable and, um, and some of these things like to these topics are not to be uh you know not the shied away from or like you know keep yeah. up to yourself and some of these things like it's okay i don't know what you kind of want to maybe we can kind of close out today's podcast like what is your kind of two cents on like men men talking to other men about mental health um yeah i mean i definitely agree with that you know i definitely appreciate you know our uh growth continued uh friendship you know we've mm -hmm. definitely grown ever since the the last podcast and, and you're absolutely correct you know you know i could think of probably the the men in my life that i'm closest to you know um i talk to them about everything you know there isn't no there isn't no um uh what's the word you know there you know you could only talk about you know this stuff with that person or you know that thing with the other person but mm -hmm. you know the few specific men i could think of in my life there's no limits you know and that's super important and mental health is is thrown in that mix as well you know there's super important and it's super important for obviously women you know they have their support networks as well and and it's important for uh grown-ass men to have it as well so you know can't, can't bottle all that inside and think that you're gonna grow you know productively yeah. so you know for sure it's important 
Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Andrew. I really appreciate your time, brother. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely rehash this. We'll do this uh, as many times as we want to or as we need to because that's the we do the damn thing. That's the fun thing about having your own podcast. We can do as many as, as much as we want. So <laughs> shout out to man. Special shout out to the missus. I think the audio, the mic you had today was phenomenal. So much looking forward to you having uh, seen you do this as you'd make your rounds in the 2024 year on your all your podcasts that you got coming up. That's going to be exciting. So. I appreciate it, man. I'll yeah, let man. her know, man. Always a pleasure, man. Anytime. For sure, man. All right, man. We'll catch you later. We'll catch you guys on the future episode of the Lifting with Bipolar podcast. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Lifting with Bipolar. Stay connected with me directly through jonathancharco.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at jonathancharco. As always, thank you for pushing your mindset and heart towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Don't forget to please leave a review of the podcast as well as subscribe to stay fully up to date. Until next time, Be kind to yourself and each other.